1: the fall guy only in theaters may 3rd rated pg-13 hey everybody welcome back to letterman row i am austin ward joined by jeremy birmingham and spencer holbrook this is the practice report brought to you by buyers auto there's one more uh open viewing period with the buckeyes as they went through they are in the final two weeks of spring practice and as i said on friday berm i just had to wait because i was going to get a christmas gift in april and it was six periods of practice this morning with the Buckeyes, you only got two, I win.
0: Yeah, and you were outside, so you got uh, the double the double victory because we were stuck inside and it was 28 degrees on Friday. And now, what was it, 70 degrees out there this morning for you? Typical, yeah. Austin gets all the breaks.
1: Good things come to those who wait and can run through uh, a number of things that we learned here. I think maybe to start with, uh, Mitchell Melton was on crutches. Uh, on Monday, he will be out for at least the next two weeks of spring practice and potentially much longer. Ryan Day called it a long-term injury. didn't disclose exactly what that is, but uh, not a good sign for a unit that we've talked about a lot at linebacker with the top four guys you know, that we know are heading off, those seniors to the NFL. Uh, Dallas Gantt, who's missed spring for the foot injury, those are the, makes it the top five. Now you take Milton out of the equation. This is a, a thin, inexperienced group. We know that there's potential uh, waiting in the wings, but this was one of the guys that we talked about who could help. Um, obviously, we know that the transfer portal is an option for Ohio State, but you look at this linebacker situation, it is not ideal uh, heading into these last two weeks.
2: Yeah, and you, you know there's talent there at the linebacker spot, and you know that that they can get it done, but you haven't really seen it, and so there's no proof of concept right now. And then you look in the transfer portal, there's some options. Berms talked about them. We'll probably talk about them until – announcements are made and decisions are made but for now it's kind of just uh, wait and see mode because there's nothing you can really do about injuries they they just kind of come it's part of football but at the same time when it continues to happen to this position group and then you also lose four guys and you have so much inexperience the talent's there proof of concept's not now you got issues
0: well, the one thing you can do about it is adjust, and that's what Ohio State's doing. That's why you have Craig Young playing more in that, that hybrid role, the safety role. You move Ronnie Hickman down into the same spot. So clearly they're they're saying, hey, what are we going to do? Let's try to figure out some approach that maybe um, solves sal- the problem, at least not solves it, but at least, it, you know, gives them a little bit of a – a new wrinkle and who knows, maybe that ends up painting out and and becoming a part of the defense down the road. But even in that position, even in that hybrid role, you're still missing court Williams. You're still missing the guy that would probably be the starter in it. So it it has to be an extremely frustrating spring for Ryan day and his staff because these, these injuries in the back half of the secondary with the the veteran guys are, are out. So the young guys are not even a hundred percent. And then you have the linebackers where you're replacing all four of your starters, and you're missing two of the top three options, so that that is a uh, two of the top five options. So that's that's rough.
1: It's it's pretty wild. When going into the spring, the conversation was about you know the pass defense and replacing these spots in the back end. Then you have seven banks limited in out for part of spring. Cameron Brown was missing all of it, as you mentioned. Core Williams not being in there. Uh, you know, I don't believe that Legend Cavazos, based on what little I've seen, has been full go. Uh, He's been doing some individual work, of course, and and, and maybe more, but uh, certainly not at 100% based on what I, I saw on Monday morning. Uh, so, you know, the bright side is that Cameron Martinez or uh, Ryan Watts, who uh, very impressive to me physically, the way he's changed in just a year, looked a little bit like uh, – it reminded me a little bit of Eli Apple with the length and athleticism there towards the end of his career, what he did for Ohio State. I mean, those guys are getting – a lot of reps and a lot of opportunity, but uh, that is really patchwork right now in the back seven on the defense. And this was supposed to be the key spring for them as Kerry Combs got a real chance to install and develop and get things fixed after a year ago. This is something that's obviously going to have to carry over into August.
0: I think. Yeah, and it's an opportunity for Denzel Burke and Jansen Dunn to step up. There's the two of, you know, the Buckeyes signed six defensive backs in the class of 2021, but only two of them enrolled early, unlike the wide receiver room where all three did. Uh, you know, so it's really key for for Denzel Burke and Jansen Dunn. Um, and, and Denzel Burke, as we talked about with Matt Barnes last week, has already been impressive.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things that Berman and I always talk about on talking stuff, which also is presented by Byers Auto. Uh, thank you, Byers is the positional versatility that Ohio State recruits with on defense. Ohio State doesn't really recruit to a position on defense. It more just recruits athletes that that they think can fit the mold of what they want in that position. Now you're starting to see that come to life, where you have to sh- shuffle some of these guys around. You have to figure out a little bit of patchwork, but also it's where your recruiting's paying off because you know that, hey, this guy we recruit and play safety, he can come down in the box and play linebacker as well. So I don't think it's a blessing in disguise what's happening right now. It's It's very concerning. But at the same time, you are finding out a little bit more about each of these guys as you continue to shuffle them around and figure out where they go.
1: Offensively, it certainly appears that Ohio State is much more settled. Uh, Ryan Day has talked over and over. He's not going to name a starting quarterback at this point and probably won't through a couple of weeks of camp in August. But, firm, uh, based on what you saw on Friday for a couple of periods, what I saw on Monday with six periods, the same guy continues to be getting the first reps for Ohio State at quarterback. I would be. I was going to be surprised if C.J. Stroud didn't win the job uh, eventually for Ohio State. Nothing has changed uh, through, with two weeks left in spring ball. He looks like the clear-cut leader here to replace Justin Fields. Yeah, and we know Ryan's not going to say anything about
0: that, but certain things just sort of happen naturally. And one thing we've noticed about the football team in the last handful of months is that they do kind of gravitate towards C.J. Stroud. A little bit as far as you know who, who who they're expecting to be the leader, and so that manifests itself on the field when you start to see those first reps every single time being taken by Stroud. At some point, it's about him expecting that he's the guy and acting like it, and so you know I think that that's uh, as good a sign as we're going to get throughout the spring, and I would be pretty surprised if Ryan Day even reveals the starter up until like three days before the first game of the season. So, um, but definitely what we're seeing is an offense that is light years ahead of the defense as far as who's going to be where.
2: Yeah, I haven't been able to see practice. You guys have, you guys have seen the reps, but what we know about all these guys is that CJ Stroud probably has the, the highest ceiling of the two that were in the room last year. And then Kyle McCord is just a step behind them because he wasn't there last year. And so I think when all of that comes together and then the leadership aspect and like Berm said, all this manifesting on the field, it just makes a lot of sense that Stroud is starting to take those steps. He's starting to take those reps and, and it's starting to kind of, you know, shake out the way we expected it to, even though we don't really have an idea of how exactly it's shaking out. But I think that, that there are some signals that it's, that it is playing itself out on the field.
1: One spot where Ohio State does have to wait there is with Harry Miller at center. So that job uh, has turned into a race currently in spring between Luke Whippler and Matthew Jones. It would appear that Luke Whippler has the edge there. They did some half-line work on Monday morning. uh, But when the full group was together, you had Josh Fryer at left guard uh, and Luke Whippler at center. Somebody on this panel has been talking about Josh Fryer quite a bit emerging. Looks like that person, whoever it is, might have been right
0: sometimes you look for for telltale signs and when you talk about a telltale sign here's one someone who's six foot six 320 pounds and can move like a like a you know like a tight end that that's generally a telltale sign that that guy is good um and so that's what josh fryer does and he's one of those guys that as spencer alluded to the positional the positional versatility where he was recruited as just an offensive lineman you don't know where he's going to fit and you know as these other guys are trying to get healthy He's just learning the offense and, and plugging away, and 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 the key thing for Ohio State offensive lineman is to be consistent, and that's what Josh Fryer's been, and that's why he's taking a lot of those first reps with uh, with the other guys that are going to be starters.
2: And I think I don't want to give myself a little bit of credit. I'll give still give burn credit for Josh Fryer, but I think somebody talked about Luke Whippler a little bit on on one of these shows recently. That was probably uh, me. <laughs> I, I think luke Whippler has a chance to really stake his claim in this as, as guys are unhealthy and, and we're shuffling people around and seeing where this offensive line fits together luke whipler is a smart guy he came in as a four-star center kind of the same uh mold as harry miller um kind of a a, a nerd if you want to describe them like that um with Whoa, like you know, very, very smart guy very cerebral uh, just, and just puts his head down and works. I think that's how you would describe Harry Miller. That's how you describe Luke Whipler. They're kind of similar people. And then you get them on the football field and they're just nasty. And Luke Whipler has that nasty streak. And I think that's going to help him in this. And I think he's got a real chance to, to make a claim for this starting job
0: heading out of the spring in the next two weeks.
1: That's probably, that's it's just, like, you shouldn't call him a nerd.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he, he, cause he's, cause he's very mean.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: no, I think it just goes to show like, I mean, again, I've talked about this before, but. Ryan Day said when he took over the the job as the head coach from Urban Meyer that his biggest concern was was rebuilding the offensive line room at Ohio State. And now, like, I mean, we could talk about ten dudes that are, like, legitimately have a chance to play and play meaningful minutes or, or start. I mean, we don't even talk about Dewan Jones. and we, we, we sort of gloss over Harry Miller as he was, you know, a five-star offensive lineman. And the, the, there's a ton of kids who can play. And uh, it, you're going to see throughout this spring and throughout the, the summer – for Ohio state as it really starts to shake out that they're in a really great position at that, at that spot.
1: Yeah. Still a couple uh, weeks to go here. Then the summer training camp in August, we're going to have it all covered as best we can at Letterman row. We really appreciate uh, Ohio state coach, Ryan day, sports information director, Jerry Emig, and do it all. Quinn temple for allowing uh, us to get a glimpse of this halfway through spring, expecting to be able to do that uh, and have coverage for you coming out of the spring game uh, a week from Saturday uh, I think there'll be some people in the stands as well. We'll get to that in the days ahead, but uh, a lot more coverage coming to you. A lot more practice reports brought to you by Buyers Auto. On the way, stay with us for that. That's Berman Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. This has been the practice report brought to you by Buyers Auto. Stay with us for full coverage. of the Ohio State Buckeyes at lettermanrow.com.